Hello, Equipus XX. I bring you greetings in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I bring you greetings from Equipus Ghana. I'm so loved to be with you this weekend. Uh, but, you know, sometimes we have our desires, but things do not work out as we wanted. However, we thank God for this medium of uh, technology that through this week will reach out to you. So I'm confident that this morning you'll be blessed by God's word. I just want to say a big thank you to Pastor Barry and Pastor Sarah for this opportunity. They've been such a great blessing to me personally and my family here and our entire church family here. So really want to say God bless you so much, Pastor Barry and Pastor Sarah. And indeed, to the entire church, Equipus uh, XX, you've been such a great part and a significant uh, part of our journey here in Ghana. Your support, your prayers, has been phenomenal. We couldn't have made it this far without your support and your help. So from the depths of our hearts, we want to say God bless you and we are so confident that that which he has started with us here will come to such a great and a great fulfillment of his divine will. Really, we've been launching Equipus Ghana, I think two weeks time, that's on the 7th of, uh, of August. And really, this is a celebration of God's faithfulness and we really want to celebrate with our entire family, you know, uh, across the globe. And I really hope that that particular day, right from XX, your goodwill and your heart with us, we want to celebrate not only what has happened here in Equipers Ghana, but the contribution of every single part, uh, church or partner with us in this journey. So even in advance, we want to say God bless you and thank you so much. I want to share God's word uh, uh, shortly and let's pray, let's pray. Thank you, Jesus, for your word. And thank you for what you're about doing. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. So, you know, one of the things that I really believe is such an important part of the Christian journey is the, is the, is the health of your heart and your mind. And really because I believe that whenever a thing is healthy, the thing grows. And one of the ways by which we keep our mind and our heart healthy, our inner world, our emotional world for that matter, is maintaining an attitude of joy and thanksgiving. In fact, in the book of Jeremiah chapter 30 verse 19, God says that out of his people shall proceed thanksgiving and joy, celebration. And he says because of that going up out of them, something happens. He says there will be increase and there will be significance. Very, very important. Growth is, is occasioned by the attitude of joy and thanksgiving that we create within us. And that is why I really believe that for most of us, maintaining an attitude of joy and thanksgiving is one of the crucial things you need to do in your life. For most of us, there are times of highs and there are times of lows in joy. And really, isn't it part of the human journey that the moment we are, we are in, a, in, in a frenzy, we are in a and a circumstance of joy and some moments we are down but I recall that God really wants us as Christians to really be in a state of joy and look at what Paul, Apostle Paul said in 2 Thessalonians 2 Thessalonians 5 he says three things he says in all things give thanks before that he also says pray without ceasing then he says rejoice always you know, he was saying you know prayer is sandwiched by these two forces the force of joy and the force of thanksgiving. We can have a good prayer attitude that keeps our heart in health. 
But beyond that, there's these two key pillars, the pillar of joy and the pillar of thanksgiving. Maintaining those, these two are very important. I really believe sometimes in my life, I don't know about you, but it's not everything that, and it's not every day that I feel really joyful. But sometimes you hear bad news. In fact, just a few weeks or days ago, I just had one of my very good friends just lost a very close sister. And this person was very close to all of us. And you know what I had? You know, I can't say I was joyful at that moment. Because sometimes when you hear some news or you go through some hard time, joy may be low, very low, down, down there, beneath the radar. But God is saying that we need to develop a system in us such that no matter the circumstance and no matter the situation, Joy can surface, come to the top of everything, and no matter the situation and the timing, we could still find our heart, our mind, our soul in a state of joy and thanksgiving. How do we achieve that constant uh, uh, culture, attitude of joy and thanksgiving? And that's what I want to share with you. There are a few points I want to share with you today about developing a culture of joy and thanksgiving, both as an individual and to all of us as a church. Four things I really believe they are critical in maintaining an attitude of joy and thanksgiving. Maybe you could put that down. The first one is you must understand the role of the Holy Spirit. You must understand the role of the Holy Spirit in that. The second thing I want us to look at carefully is you must understand the role of your human soul your personal involvement in this whole journey of joy. The third thing I want us to look at is, is building systems and structures of joy and thanksgiving in your life. We want to talk about that shortly. And the last thing is this, knowing your joy suckers and your joy inducers. I really believe that most of us are going to live here this morning very blessed by this particular word. I won't be a man who is joyful in all situations and constantly having an attitude of thanksgiving, how can I really get into that particular state of being? Here's the thing. The first thing I said is uh, the place of the Holy Spirit. I really recall that joy is a product of the Spirit of God. In fact, I want us to read something from the book of uh, Romans, Romans chapter 15. Romans 15 says something interesting. Romans 15, 13. Romans 15, 13. It says this. It says, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Wow. It said, The God of hope should fill you with what? Joy. Not just joy, fill you with all joy and peace. This morning, I pray that God fills you with all joy. No matter the state in which you came to church this morning, the God of hope can fill a man with joy. They fill you with joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope. But how does he achieve this in us? He says, by the power of the Holy Spirit. One of the ministry of the Holy Spirit in our life is to produce joy in us. So 
You, you don't just have the Holy Spirit, just let him be a good Christian, come to church, you know, pray in tongues and feel a bit spiritual. Really, beyond just that, one of the things the Holy Spirit does in our life is he, he breaths out joy, he produces joy, he supplies joy in our spirit. The book of the, the book of Philippians, Apostle Paul says that through your prayers and the supply of the Spirit, it will lead to my deliverance. He is saying something important here that the Holy Spirit supplies something to the human spirit, supplies something to us. One of the key supplies of the Holy Spirit is joy. He supplies joy into our heart. And this morning I pray that as we think about building a culture of joy, we will understand and appreciate that joy is not possible without the empowerment and the supply of the Holy Spirit. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. And that's why sometimes the acknowledgement of this truth alone can shift a lot in your Christian experience. Welcoming the ministry of the Holy Spirit as an agent of joy in your life. And as sometimes in the morning as you wake up, before you get out of your house, don't go out without your joy cut on or your joy, your joy garment on. And this is it. The Holy Ghost puts that on you and puts that in you every single moment. You become conscious of Him. The Holy Spirit, fill me with joy. Holy Spirit, this morning I open myself to the inflow of your joy. Let the channels within my spirit be open to the flow of your joy. Lord, I may be going through a hard time at this season in my life. I feel so depressed at this moment in my life but I know you are the supply and the giver of joy. Holy Spirit I open myself up to your joy and listen, listen when you begin, you become conscious of this particular supply of joy, you open yourself up to receive it. Consciousness is key. Consciousness is key in really moving in this particular direction of joy. In fact, in fact look at how Apostle Paul described this in Ephesians 5. The book of Ephesians 5 Ephesians 5:18. Apostle Paul talking about the ministry of the Holy Spirit. He says something. Uh, look at verse 18. Let's move from 18 to 20. He says this. Wow. Say wow. He says, and do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. He said there is a necessity for every believer to be filled with the Spirit. But how does this? Feeling of the Holy Spirit translates in a more practical sense. Then he puts a column there, or sorry, a comma there, and begins to unpack. He says, as the Holy Ghost fills you, as he fills you with joy, as he fills you with the various things he produces in us, one of them which I'm talking about today is joy. He says, as he fills you, you begin to speak to one another in psalms. What are psalms? You begin to sing in hymns. What are hymns? You begin to sing in spiritual songs. What are these? He says, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Singing and making melody in your heart. He says, as joy begins to fill your heart, there are rhythms, there are melodies that begin to stir out from your heart. And sometimes these melodies, as they begin to bubble up in your heart, they are indicators, they are signals given to you by the Spirit. Something is filling you in the inside. And as you allow yourself for that flow of the Spirit, you don't need to let your mouth be shut. Let that melody begin to respond. All of us, when our heart is healthy, when our heart is joyful, there is a sound. 
There is a melody that begins to rise from your inside. And Paul is saying here that as the Holy, as we allow ourselves to be filled by the Holy Spirit, to be filled with joy by the Holy Spirit, let's open up to the melodies of our heart and let them begin to flow out of us. And sometimes a certain song may come with a certain song, or that melody will get a song that usually when you are filled with the Spirit, you begin to sing. Don't hold back. It doesn't matter how, how your voice is. When the melody is coming from your inside, allow it to come out. And when that melody begins to come out, something has started to break forth into your world. And here's the thing. What's the second thing? But I, I told you the second thing is that you must now understand the place of your soul. So here's the thing. The Holy Spirit works in us. By putting or filling us with joy, supplying the substance of joy in us, it begins to show forth like a melody beginning to bubble up from our soul. And yes, this one is so important. There is a place of our soul where there is a necessity for us to make a decision to let that joy flow. You know, you know, when the Bible says rejoice always, it says that make a joyful shout. Our noise to the Lord. You see, joy when inside us or in our spirit cannot have full expression without intentionality to be to, to go to go out or to go loud in expressing it. You know, I know some people bear your natural temperament, you are not a loud person. But you see, there's something about when God says be joyful. You cannot be fully joyful without full expression physically. It has some physical dimension of expression. And Paul is saying here, God will work something in your spirit, but you need to come to a place of decision in your soul. That it doesn't matter I'm feeling my body. I choose to thank God. I choose to rejoice. I choose to let the flow of joy come out from my mouth, come out from me physically. And that's so much important. You know, the writer in the book of Habakkuk, Habakkuk chapter 3, and the 17, verse 18 and 19, he says that, you know, though the fig tree may not blossom, he paints a picture of gloom. He said, all those situations are not the best, yet I choose to draw in the Lord. I choose to give thanks to the Lord. I choose to celebrate him in the name of our Lord. That is why I come. Because thanksgiving or joy comes with some level of intentionality. And God is saying, Holy Spirit works something in you, but you need to make a choice that I'm not going to be held back by what I'm feeling and what I'm going through. I'm going to express that joy and I'm going to shout it out. I'm going to say, God, though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I fear no evil because you are with me and I'm thankful that you are with me. How do you express joy out from your spirit into your world? This is why thanksgiving is important. Joy is what we do and you express that joy through thanksgiving. Thanksgiving becomes a strategic way by which we express our joy. And I love how, you know, James says it in the book of James chapter 1 verse, verse 2. He says, count it all joy when you enter into diverse temptation, diverse trials. Very important. It is anything. Count. That count puts a responsibility on you. But that word count is it's from the Greek word logizomai, and that word is, is, is essentially an accounting term. You know how that sometimes you have made a lot of expenses, but you want to really, really balance your schedule, so 
you know, maybe in China, oh, this one is, a, is an administrative course. We, we bought these things for administrative work. This one is honorarium. This one uh, is, is a, a course for production and all those things. So what you are doing, you are trying to categorize the various expenses so that you could have a right, you know, balancing of your sheets. Let's just see. God is saying that whatever you go through, when it comes to categorizing it, categorize it as joy. It, it doesn't make sense sometimes. You know, I just, I, just, I just lost my dad. And you say, count it as joy. I just lost my job. And you say, count it as joy. My, 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 my marriage is, is, is going through a trial and a challenge at this point. And you say, I should count it as joy. I don't know when the next breakthrough is going to come. When it, when it comes to my job. And you say, I should count it as joy. But God is saying, no matter what you go through, have that decision and that determination in your heart that I'm going to count it as joy. Because here's the thing, when you begin to count it as joy, that's where Thanksgiving is important. Because although I'm going through this particular thing, there is this other thing that's happening. There's one thing that is not going well for me, but there are four other things that the Lord is giving me breakthrough in. You know what Thanksgiving does? Thanksgiving helps you shift your attention from the negative and major on the positive. Because you see, when we are in the spirit of complaint, what is complaint? Complaint is an attitude by which we become fixated on the negatives. And we are not able to see the positive. The Bible is saying that no matter what you go through, there is a positive side to all that you are going through. And when you begin to give thanks, there is a shift in this, an intentional shift of your focus from the negative to the positives. And here's the thing, that is when you begin to give thanks. God, it's been two years now since COVID occurred and I've still not been able to settle into a good job. But I thank you that every day and every night you sustain me and I'm still alive. I'm not, I'm not dead. I thank you, God. I'm still struggling to come out of this particular medical condition. But I thank you that still every now and then you give me strength to go through yet another day. My, 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 my children are living home and there's so much situation so much challenge between me and my child. So much, so much misunderstanding between myself and my daughter. I feel so bad about it. But God, I thank you that still I can trust you that your, your hand is still upon this child. And no, no matter what happens, they will still have a heart coming back to you and coming back to faith. Here's the thing. When we begin to give thanks, we begin to see the positive, even in the storm that we are going through. You maintain an attitude of thanksgiving and joy, number one, by opening yourself up to the supply of the Spirit, number two, by becoming intentional to choose joy, even amidst the circumstance. It may be negative, but within every negativity, there is a positive side. When you begin to give thanks, you put weight on the positive side. You see, giving thanks is like this. I see like, you know how a golfer, you know, you know uses their golf club, and sometimes this is how it goes. So it goes back. It goes back. Then you strike. It hits the ball. Then it goes. Here's the thing. When we begin we begin to give thanks. Thanksgiving gives a force that reveals the past. And puts pressure on the present situation. And releases momentum for the future. As you begin to give thanks, you begin to see what God has done in the years past, in the days past. 
And although in this situation, I'm going through a difficult time, I remember two years ago how you came through for me, how you came through for my family. As you give thanks because of what he has done, it puts a force, it puts a pressure on the current situation. But that's not the, it releases the momentum for the future. And all of a sudden, you begin to see the way out. You begin to see the providence of God. You begin to see you are not alone. You begin to see that there is somebody with you within the storm. And that is all that matters. The supply of the spirit and the place of your soul. Make a decision. That I'm not just going to look at the negative. I'm going to focus on the positive. And even within this trial and difficult times, I'm going to give praise. I'm going to give thanks. Oh, I see somebody right now as I speak, you have been going through a very terrible season. And this morning, you even have difficulty pulling yourself to church. And I know, and I want you to know God knows your heart. He knows what you are going through. But even within this condition and situation, I pray that you not lose your song, the joy that the Holy Ghost is putting in you right now as you sit in this environment. And even in that particular state, let your song begin to rise and find a place of thanksgiving. This is what the Bible calls a sacrifice of praise. You are in bad situation, but you still know what it means to bring as to bring your thanksgiving to God, irrespective of the condition that you are going through. The third thing that is important is for you to build a system and a structure of joy in your life. Here's the thing: when the Holy Ghost supplies and we open up through thanksgiving, we must build a system that can sustain and maintain the joy that we create. Here's the thing, although we have a system and a structure, joy and thanksgiving cannot be perpetual in our life. Look at God. You know, through the book of Genesis, if I, when God created animal, whichever animal he created, he created a system, a reproductive system around that animal that can ensure perpetuity. So he didn't create another animal. He just created Adam and Eve and created a reproductive system to ensure that the, the, the species will continue to grow. Here's the thing, when you harvest joy, you harvest thanksgiving by the supply of the Holy Spirit, you must build a system and a structure around you that will ensure joy continually. What is the system of joy that you built in your life? What structures of joy have you maintained in your life to ensure that when you walk through the valley of shadow of death, your joy will not be uh, uh, hindered? You know, the Bible talked to us about this man, David, how that they came back from one particular uh, 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 battle. And by the time they returned, their children, their staff have been taken away. <laughs> and if I saw so that the people he was with wanted to even stone him, it was a time of depression, discouragement, disillusionment. But the Bible says something interesting, that David strengthened himself in the Lord. David had built a system for which no matter what he goes through, he knows how to draw on the supply of the Spirit. What system have you built? Maybe for him, it was to, for him to take his harp and begin singing. Maybe, maybe for you, maybe to, to, to put in that worship song. Maybe for you, it will be, for, it will be to go into that particular room in your house and begin to, to lie down in worship. Sometimes, you need to know what you do when you feel your joy is being affected. What system you have in place. I love the Bible in the book of Acts chapter 4. Verse 23, the Bible talks about the apostles, how they were threatened, they were beaten by the Sahindri. And the Bible said, when they left, immediately they left, after such 
such a ordeal, after such a such a ordeal, they went straight to their companions. They went into a system they built where they are energized, they they are strengthened by the fellowship of the brethren. What system you have in place that allows for joy? Now, people, you see, you need to build systems that ensures joy in your heart daily. You must build weekly system that, that ensures for joy monthly. Come on, yearly. Think of it. What can I do? That is that is some of this are, there are a few thoughts that people do. First hours of waking up, the first few minutes of waking up, they, they spend the first 10 minutes in bed just giving thanks, not asking God for things necessarily. Thanking God for the day, thanking God for the night, thanking God for what is ahead. The first element. Minutes of work, they spend thanking God, and they've done that consistently over a period of time. It's a system that ensures a flow of joy. Mm. That people weekly they want to make it to church, not because they just want to be in church. Church has become part of the system that God uses to maintain our joy. I don't come to church when I feel or I don't feel. I come to church because it's a system I built to ensure perpetual health in my heart and in my mind. And my spirit. I know a friend who, what she's done is in a washroom in a house, she's written verses of thanksgiving and testimonies. And she has written it at the door of the washroom that whenever she goes to the washroom, while she's there, she could be reading those verses, reading those testimonies, and giving thanks. Every moment she gets to go there, she gets to put herself in a, in, 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 in a situation where thanksgiving and joy begins to bubble out. You may think creatively, what can I do to ensure Thanksgiving? That people, whenever they are driving to work or they are driving back from work, they spend those time in praise and in worship and in Thanksgiving because they want to enjoy that particular atmosphere. And that system has been set so strong in their life that they do it without faith. You must come to a place where joy and Thanksgiving is automated in your life. Systems help. To ensure continuity and I want you to think of what can I do to ensure that giving thanks is, 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 is part and parcel of my very day-to-day -day life. The last thing I want you to watch out is what I say, what I call rather, know your joy inducers and your joy suckers. Here's the thing, that people, they suck your joy. There are situations they suck your joy. Know them. It's like there are meetings whenever you come back from that meeting, you are, you are angry, you are, you are bitter, you are, you, are, you, are, you are so depressed. Whenever you are going to those meetings, you know this particular family meeting, this particular person I'm going to meet, I'm going to come back worried. You should know that. So I tell friends, if you know this meeting has a high potential of, of sucking joy, before you go, come on, if your joy is, is, is 80, 80 units, for instance, Make sure that it is 200. You do whatever you can do. If you need to play some worship song or put yourself in an atmosphere of praise, increase your joy gauge before you go into some meetings. That even if your joy is affected, it will not leave 200. When you leave 200, you may come to 120. You still be somewhere out there. Now, for you to go like 20 or 10, by the time you leave, you leave them depressed. You're going to see your, your specialist, you're going to see your doctor. If the report can be good or may be bad, but don't go without your joy gauge being increased. Who are the people in your life who suck your joy? Some of us are friends, that relationships that we are keeping. But whenever you go there, you get so offended, you get so bitter, you get so angry. It's always a high school reunion, it's a gathering of friends. 
I just go by go there and realize that it's a show of, of where people have, have reached in their life. And sometimes, if you don't, you don't even mean it, but people end up comparing themselves to one another. And some people need discouragement. Some people need, like, what's happening to my life? What am I even doing? Look at what's happening. My friends are making progress in life. And look at where I am now. I'm not even seeing any particular increase in my life. The comparing of yourself with some other people can make you feel depressed. And the progress of others in life doesn't mean you are failing. Without a system of joy and thanksgiving, you lose perspective of where you are in life and you end up getting depressed. Know these things that can suck your joy and put a system in place to deal with them. But more importantly, not just joy suckers that you need to, you need to deal with by reducing your engagement with them, because some you can't avoid them, but some you can't avoid them. So you reduce your engagement. But here's the thing, there are people who are joy inducers. The atmosphere that are joy inducers. What you want to do is to plant and immerse yourself into atmospheres that increase joy, for which your joy gauge can go up. Church is such a great atmosphere. Sunday by Sunday, as a quippers, that's our culture, our culture of celebration. It's, 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 it's one of the systems by which we constantly increase joy in our life. But more important, sometimes we do church at the local level. But we understand that dimensions of joy, that dimensions of thanksgiving and praise. That's why we have bigger platforms like South Conference. It's such a great platform where joy can be induced in you. And maybe you are thinking of whether or not to go for child. This is my great, this is a great time. I want to encourage you. It's a good decision. It's an atmosphere of joy. It's an atmosphere that builds something into your system of joy. And if you take advantage, it will be that particular decision you make that opens you up. To another level of joy that takes you out from that place of depression. Maybe you are listening to me and you've not been feeling too well within your body and within your soul. For some time now, literally, you've not said it, but you feel depressed, you feel discouraged, you feel weak. That's why we have systems like this, like shared conferences, gatherings like that. They are intended to affect your 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 holistic well-being by supplying joy and giving you so much to be thankful for. The supply of the spirit in such a place is high. You get an overdose of joy and you have so much, so much around you, so much to see for which you begin to give thanks. And as you are doing that, you begin to take advantage of the system of joy through the entire particular conference. And you live there, having interacted with joy inducers. You come back into your world, into your house, into your family, into your workplace, a better person. So here's the thing. God wants you to stay healthy so that you can grow and multiply. To stay healthy, to grow and multiply, you must maintain and ensure a culture of joy and thanksgiving in your life. How do you do that? Depend on the Holy Spirit to supply joy in your spirit and your inner mind. And when he supplies that joy, don't hold back. Move in thanksgiving to give vent to that particular joy that is being supplied in you. And whilst that is happening, think of putting systems and structures in place that will ensure that the joy is perpetual. And aside that, think of the joy suckers in your life. Reduce your engagement with them. And think of the people and the places that are joy inducers in your life and find better ways of engaging with those particular systems or people so much so that your joy 
constantly and lavishly supply. I pray that this this blesses you this morning. And I pray that this morning, even if you are in this particular service and you feel down, you feel weak, you feel discouraged. I pray that this morning, by the grace of the Holy Spirit, your eyes will be open to the positives, even within the storm that you are going through. I pray that the God of all hope will give you so much supply of joy by the Holy Spirit this morning. And right now, let that joy begin to bubble up in your inside. Right now, that some of you, you are beginning to sense that move of the Holy Spirit in your heart. And will you allow yourself? It can be a melody, it can be a song. Don't hold back that song that the Spirit of God is writing in you. Maybe there may be some people here, I know when we gather like this, that people here, who for one reason or the other, you are in service today. And you know that your relationship with the Lord is not the best. And you've been thinking, maybe probably this is the time to make things right with God and get back into fellowship with Him. Maybe you are here today as I speak God's word. You feel this particular stirring in your heart to make a connection with Jesus. I want to pray for you. So if you are like that, wherever you are, maybe if you feel comfortable, you can lift up your hands and go pray. If you are like that, can I pray with you? Thank you, Lord, for as many who are lifting their hands and making a decision for you. The Lord be gracious towards you and may God turn his face towards you. I pray God shows you his mercy and kindness. In Jesus' name, amen. But leave Pastor Barry there, which will lead you and will show you what to do. But I want to say a big thank you for uh, making time to listen. And I'm praying that I will see you one of these days sooner than we all wish or desire. The Lord be with you. The Lord bless you. The Lord turn his face towards you and be gracious unto you. Much love from here and there.